Oh, what's up, bastards? Welcome to the Bollywood Boys Podcast. We are your hosts. He is Sean. He is Sagar. And we are the, the Bollywood, Bollywood Boys. I got a friend who got a friend who got a friend. You're only six degrees of separation from the end. But yeah, I know that when you need a hand, you always call collect. If, if, if you're going to pull that shit, I Welcome back, guys. This week, this we're covering... Uh, it's a different movie. Uh, I, I've never seen it before, uh, and I really liked it. Uh, the Namesake. Yeah, absolute classic. Uh, let me give you guys a little quick plot synopsis here. Uh, the namesake depicts the struggles of Ashok and Ashma Ganguly, played by Irfan Khan and Tabu, first-generation immigrants from the East Indian state of West Bengal, the United States, and their American-born children, Gogol, played by Kalpen, and Sonia, Sahir and Nair. Uh, yeah, absolute classic. But before we dive into some thoughts, guys, we have uh, some extremely esteemed special guests today. Oh, the smartest. The most beautiful. The the most intelligent, most extremely talented, the most unlimited, <laughs> good smelling, good hair, good teeth, good smile, good knees, good brain, good feet, with the sexiest elbows, <laughs> our wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wajiha. <laughs> what an intro, guys. No, I'm not to say that's I'm saying that's Wajiha. You have to say that's also. Okay. But, two, take two. And we're the Bollywood right. girls. All right, start over, start over. Start, do it again. Okay. That's Wajiha. And that's Anzo. And we're the Bollywood girls. Oh, so good. Honestly, like stuck the landing 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah, I said Sean um, and I take a couple of weeks off, and you guys release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. You guys us for a couple of movies. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it feels good to be back. Yeah, it's been a little bit, huh? Yeah, you did Jab we met, and uh, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and then uh, Wajia did. Um, what did she do? What movie what was the first one? What's her name? Uh, Manu is Manu and, and Guru. Manu is Manu, yeah. and then she came in the middle of Guru. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> she did some ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. I remember with like a bowl of pomegranate and cookie dough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, time. Good times. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's go around. Everybody, say your kind of uh, first impressions, first kind of thoughts out the gate after having watched this movie. Yeah, I, uh, I, I honestly uh, have never seen this movie, but I've heard great things, and I knew it was uh, Tabu, Irfan Khan, and Kalpan, which to me is like like this weird, crazy, like best of all worlds combination type thing. Yeah, uh, I thought it was really cool that like, okay, first of all, there's been a lot of crossover type films yeah uh, i think this is the best one that i've seen sure yeah uh there it, it was just incredible um i'm so glad you liked it yeah uh i felt like this is the most like to me the most relatable um crossover sure film i related to calpin's character a lot yeah um yeah i mean this movie came out oh seven so i was like 19-year-old freshman in college, and it was kind of like the perfect time for me to see 
this kind of movie because I was away from my parents for the first time. And this was around when I was rediscovering Bollywood and learning to love my culture more than I ever had before. Um, And yeah, I did see myself in that Kalpin character. And I was just telling Unzel yesterday after we watched it that like, this was probably the very first time that I really, really saw myself on film in a really authentic way. You know, Mm, like no other character I think in TV and film have I related to like as hard, you know? Um, But yeah, (laughs) I also was having this thought that like the first time I saw this, I really related hard to Cal Penn's character. And then like, as I get older, I also like really related to like the parents character just in terms of like you know um getting married and then living on your own like away from your family and to to build that world around just like your marriage is like a totally different experience that i have now that i didn't in 2007 right right Um, i don't think i don't think i would have been able to i don't think in 2007 i was 20 uh if i had seen this movie then i don't think i would have like tried to relate or even thought about how I relate to this film back then. Mm -hmm. I just didn't care to think too deeply about like films back then Mm -hmm. as I do now. You don't think you would have like uh, seen a little bit of yourself in Calpen even back then? I mean, I'm sure I would have, but I wouldn't have like sat with it. It wouldn't have struck a chord. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I um I saw this movie on a flight and I'm guessing it, it was probably a flight to Pakistan because I was pretty young and I remember um actually I didn't remember too much about it I thought I did I just remembered Cal Penn was in it it was based off of a book um and I don't like that's it that's all I remembered so I don't think it resonated any particular way with me yeah. when I watched it then but then Sagar and I were watching this again and I feel similarly to, similarly to what you just said, Sean, where I was like, I, I don't know, I was just really feeling for the parents. Yeah. And I um, was thinking about, um, you know, the, the main, Babu's character, the mom, the wife, um, as an immigrant and like starting this life and getting married and... Um, yeah, I just I just find it so relatable. Maybe because I am like more recently in that phase of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I also developed the biggest crush on her. Like, <laughs> she's incredible, and she's so beautiful. Um, yeah, she was incredible in this. Yeah, I'm a totally Abu and Irfan Khan stan. Like, yeah, honestly, like the best casting that this movie could have gotten was like those two, you know, they're just like the heart and soul of the whole movie. Um, Yeah, totally. This was the first time I'd ever watched it. Um, But I've, I had, I had always heard of Sean speaking about it, how much he loved this movie and, and how good it was. And um, we've kind of been, you know, on a Irfan Khan kick right now, you know, we watched the lunchbox and then we were saying, well, we should watch the namesake. And, and so watching, he is, I, he is the most incredible actor. Like right. it is. He's so good, man. I know. And I'm so sad that like, I've watched these movies after he passed away, right. but so, um, he, he's incredible. And I told Sean actually, like while watching this movie, I 
the the I think the number one thing that I really enjoyed about this movie was the relationship that they portray, like Thabu and Irfan Khan's relationship together. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of the times in like Bollywood movies, um, they don't really show that you know soft, you know sweet like awkward relationship usually between <laughs> parents, right. but they yeah. kind of humanized these parents and yeah. showed that like you know even. <laughs> was an arranged marriage they still grew to really love each other and have these little moments you know to themselves yeah i've never stuff. seen that that like real south asian romance unfold on screen you know we're used to just yeah. like 100 percent passion and you know <laughs> they're like gripping on each other half naked yeah. and you know that's fine you know that's like fun for those masala movies but like this movie really like struck me so hard i felt like i was actually watching my parents or any yeah. of like my relatives yeah. i was like oh these are like real people that i know and like i've never seen this uh south asian immigrant story told so authentically yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean i feel like if our parents i'm sure my mom has watched this movie um and i can only imagine like how hard our parents can relate to these yeah. two characters um, yeah. and the growth that they've felt in their relationship with each other uh you know just seeing it on screen and seeing that like wow like other people have gone through exactly yeah. what we have yeah because yeah, there's very few um solid stories that depict the experience of immigration yeah, like a new relationship, which I feel like many of our parents, that's that's how it went. You know, many uh, women immigrated when uh, immigrated to the cities their spouses were living in um, abroad. And so that's that's the beginning of a new relationship. And yeah, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I've seen many movies that do it so well. I know. Yeah, they uh, did it really beautifully. And um I feel like if my, I don't know, it reminded me of my parents, sure, like yeah. just like the little things, like even though it was an arranged marriage, it just, I was telling Sean, a, a lot of the times they portray arranged marriages to be very harsh and they don't love each other. And, you know, they are it's just okay. doing it. They're forced into right. it. But yeah. kind of showed the like the positives of it. And just like the little things, like I loved the scene where Irfan Khan was like, um, she wakes up her first morning in New York and mm -hmm. he was like, I'm going to make you tea, you know, just oh, yeah. things like that. Like it just reminded me of my dad. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you know, my dad was like always this, just like he, he is just like this soft character and like mm -hmm. he wants to like, you know, take care of my mom. And I'm sure you guys also like can relate to that with your parents, but it just yeah. was just such a sweet moment that right. I really liked that they showed in this movie. Yeah. You know? I, I, I just, want to say one like salient thing about this is that like yeah it was really strange to see yourself so realistically portrayed on screen and your family mm -hmm. um in a way that was just like holy shit like is this what white people feel all the time like do they, do they constantly like yeah. relating so hard to every piece of tv and film that's mm -hmm. on screen i was just like holy shit like i am feeling this for the very first time the first yeah, time man. yeah like this is the the most relatable movie i feel like i've ever seen right um you know in every aspect like we're american born or american raised at least um 
you know, brown kids that grew up in a majority white areas and our parents um, are immigrants and just trying to do their best and fit in and make their friends and raise their family and do the best they can while, you know, together moving to a foreign country alone, not knowing anybody yeah. while, while working on being in a brand new relationship with each other. Right. Yeah. There's just, there's just so much of it like that, uh, yeah. that is me or you or you or you just yeah. a part of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what was like, um, what I'm realizing now that we're talking about it is like, we may have seen in the past, like, immigrant stories that uh, sort of tell, uh, you know, their first couple of days in America and what it's like to kind of assimilate. But like, yeah, this is probably the first time that we've seen that with like a brand new relationship unfolding at the same time. And that mm -hmm. like specifically yeah. helps us to like see ourselves in it, you know? I know that you and Sagar, a lot of the times, like in the podcast, you guys will talk about a relationship like being justified or like it was earned mm -hmm. that they love each other. Right. And I really felt like, you know, after a while watching a movie, I mean, I, I don't know if this would be considered, I, I think I asked you this too in the mm. beginning, if this was considered like, it's just like a crossover of Bollywood. And, I think so. Yeah. You know, but um, it just showed a relationship where you're like really rooting for Babu and Irfan Khan. And, right. and it just, you really feel their love. And, you know, obviously in the end, like it was just so heartbroken, heartbreaking to see, you know, what panned out with him. I mean, I don't have spoiler alert. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, totally. People <laughs> always like, are paranoid about spoilers, but I mean, totally, you can spoil things. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, seeing how much, how like far they had come and how yeah. much Thabu, even though it was an arranged marriage, how much Thabu really loved him and right. he loved her. And it was just, I don't know, it was, it was just a relationship that was so different than mm. what you would normally see in, in movies today. Like, there no movies today really can like at least in Bollywood I feel like can touch that right you know good point right. and I think it's yeah. I think it's partially because it's spanned over like what 30, 30 years something like that yeah yeah, Maybe, yeah, yeah something like right? that and you see um you you see the phases of their relationship and I I totally yeah. agree. I feel like there's very few stories that um show like the beginning middle and end in a really coherent way right yeah it's, like a lot of times we see bollywood now where it's um or maybe i shouldn't make this about like a bollywood now versus bollywood then i think i'll just compare it to other films in saying that they're they're just like snapshots and sometimes that doesn't let you develop that connection with those characters because mm -hmm. you're not seeing all those trials and tribulations and those moments where their love is growing and how yep. those characters are becoming kind of themselves. Right. right. Like there was that one uh, part where, uh, um, oh, she shrunk his clothes. She did the uh, she, <laughs> yeah. she did the laundry and his clothes shrunk. And he didn't even yell at her, but he just kind of got upset. Yeah. And she started crying. And then like he felt like this, you know, compassion for her. Like, damn, like, was I too hard on her? And he, right. she locked herself in the bathroom. And, you know, he's just trying to understand how to navigate this new relationship and yeah. apologizing to her. And he's yeah. like, Come on, open the door, open the door, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, and like, yeah, I feel like we're all still kind of newlyweds. Um, yeah. I found that so like, damn, I can, I can like picture 
<laughs> me being there. 100%. Yeah. That's so funny. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah me too. Dabu at least, you know, has moved to a new country and the language is foreign. The, the whole system is completely different from mm-hmm. uh, what she's used to, right? But, and so I, I guess I can't entirely place my experience of moving from like right. another state to LA and mm-hmm. into like a new home with, an, with like my spouse. But at the same time, I think there's so many parallels, right? Where I could feel what she was feeling this this like you know this independent uh driven ambitious educated Mm -hmm. like great character is uh moving and accommodating uh she's moving into this other person's life right Uh and she's so used to being useful and doing things and knowing how to do things and suddenly she's like i don't even know where to place myself and i definitely Uh felt like there was um, several instances where I felt like that, you know, when I moved to LA and I was like, okay, I don't have a job yet. Um, I don't have a car just yet. Let me see how I can like uh, create my place in this new life that suddenly is like, has started. Right. Um, I I just, I love that scene. Yeah. It was so. That's such a good point. Like, I I think would you, you and I had actually talked about it. Yeah, How we were saying like, you know, moving uh, to LA and then being married, we both felt like, you know, obviously, we didn't have jobs coming into this. And we're kind of um, adapting to like a new, you know, a new role as a wife. And then, you know, you want to feel useful and all those things. So I also saw like, you know, when she was doing the laundry on her own, mm-hmm. she just wanted to to be useful in some sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really cool scene. They they honestly just depicted everything about just like a marriage in the first couple of years and, and everything really, really well. And yeah. I, and I, also to add to that, like, you know, they showed a lot of stages in marriage that we are eventually at one point or another going to get to like, like, um, you know, there's the part where, uh, he received, Oh, he got the call. He got the call that her dad passed away Mm -hmm. and, you know, he had to break the news to her. Yeah. And that's a scary thought. I know. Yeah. That like, eventually we're going to have to face. Yeah. You know, I felt like during um, the film, like maybe up until maybe up until that point, I was seeing myself in Babu's character, and then there was some point where I started um, seeing her as a me, like my mom. Yeah, and I remember uh, Papa having to do that yeah. uh, several years ago, and Ami's reaction was like so similar. Like I remember being upstairs. And hearing kind of like a very loud gasp, almost like just a, a mix of like a gasp and a scream, right? And um, I was watching this unfold between um, Tabu's character and Irfan Khan's character. And I was like, and the, I think for the rest of the film, I was I was looking at her as like my mom's experience. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it just kind of like uh, naturally showed like their aging process. Uh, Without like showing a title card of like what year it was necessarily, like you just kind of saw 
uh, a little change in their behavior, maybe a little brain here and there. But like, as actors, they all did a really good job of showing like what uh, a particular person's life is at different stages and how they are with their uh, loved ones and their friends, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, yeah. Why don't we jump into some of the questions we got from the listeners? Cool. Yeah. I got them pulled up right here if you want me to. Cool. Uh, really quickly, can we talk about how cute um, when they showed baby Gogol for the first time? <laughs> the baby that they showed was like six months. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed to be a newborn. Supposed yeah. to be a newborn, and that baby was so he's like, cute. He's like two years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little toddler. Yeah, yeah I love that. He was adorable though. Yeah. Uh, at Seth Viral Five says. Why children of uh, of immigrants often find it hard to be able to relate to their immigrant parents? Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, this has been discussed many times uh, in different films and TV shows uh, lately, you know. But uh, yeah, there's just like this disconnect between what you're experiencing as a first gen- generation kid. Um, in America uh, compared to what your parents experienced. So there's like a different set of like cultural values, a different set of standards, a different set of experiences. So there's um, often a clash there in terms of like what's acceptable, what is like uh, a reasonable goal for you, uh, what, uh, uh, what kind of behavior you should be exhibiting like around other people. Uh, Yeah. So you can clash a lot. And, And so there's often a different standard of like what your parents want and then what your friends at school are, are telling you as well. And so when you're a kid, like obviously uh, you're just going to want to assimilate and fit in. And so that can become like more of a priority than what like your parents are telling you at, at home, you know? Yeah. Uh, hmm, I, I think, it, hmm. yeah, I think you hit that pretty, pretty well. Yeah, I, I, I feel mean, like perspective. Yeah. Is what is is uh, the main, I think, foundation of understanding each other, and I feel like the same um, experience may be perceived so differently for, um, like a a a person that has done so much in their life already. You mm-hmm. know, like moved to a new country, almost been paralyzed from this train accident, or this or that. Um, and so some of these things that maybe we are going through, uh, maybe seem trivial. Yeah. 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 I don't know totally. if that's oversimplifying it, but I think that might have like a small thing to do with this kind of, um, lack of understanding sometimes. Yeah, totally. In terms of like, yeah, what, what your parents went through and what they consider as like a catastrophe or something to stress out about is totally different than like what you would experience or you think is like something to, you know, break down about. And I was, I was also going to say, I feel like, um, just growing up. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, watching this movie when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have sympathized as much with the parents Mm -hmm. just because I don't know. I just, I, I haven't, I'm not married. I, I I don't know what they're going through, Mm -hmm. but watching it now, um, being married, it just, you, you feel so connected and everything you can ask Sean, like everything that they did was so justified. And I, I hated Cal Penn because he was so <laughs> yeah, yeah. horrible to them. Yeah. But I think just like, you know, when you grow up and you understand, you know, living away from your parents, 
uh, getting married, losing a parent, you, um, all of these things, you know, your perspective changes and you totally, everything that your parents did in the past is so justified and it makes sense. Um, I think it's just like, yeah, growing, like growth and, and realizing that everything that they did is, is, yeah, makes sense and, and for the right reason. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, at Seth Farlow 5, as an Asian American, did you relate with the main character? Uh, we kind of already touched on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like I definitely related to, uh, you know, Cal Penn's character. You know, there was definitely a time in my life where, um, you know, I wanted to take a step back from like my family and like the culture and you know, I feel like I didn't know where I fit in. Uh, you know, when I moved to San Antonio from Houston, I moved to like an all white area. So, you know, right. yeah. it's just so hard to constantly code switch between yeah. home and school. So I, I felt like, like, why am I the only one that has to do this? Yeah. Sure. I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, right. Yeah. I mean, you just like, that's when you're like a teenager and you're, you're dealing with so much at once, like figuring your, out your identity is like <laughs> a long process. It takes decades to like truly figure that out. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean for myself, like when I was around that age that Cal Penn was, um, in the movie, when he first starts to show like signs of uh grappling with his identity and disagreeing with his parents and kind of like shutting them off like i don't know if i (laughs) was like to that extreme extent you know although i certainly like know people who like were like that Mm -hmm. but i think we all deal with some degree of grappling with like those two sides of our identity right like we all kind of like try to find the balance in that and like stumble and fail and until we eventually just like find some harmonious balance and figure it out. But uh, yeah, that aspect of it, like I definitely did see, you know, in, in myself that like, you know, at school, like he's dealing with one thing that like one part of his identity that people just like don't really understand whether it's his name or whatever. And uh, yeah, back at home, like he's dealing with a, a totally different experience and they have like no idea what is going on at school, you know? Um, so yeah, that part of it, I, I definitely related to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, how about you guys? Did you feel like you related with how uh, the sister didn't have many lines? This <laughs> <laughs> sister was really interesting. Yeah. Um, Wait, but I thought the question was, do you relate to the main character? Yeah, okay, do you relate to the main <laughs> character? <laughs> uh, Cal Penn? Um, yeah. I didn't really relate to him. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. mostly just because, um, I don't know, I, I don't think I was ever ashamed. I, I, I was never ashamed of my parents or my name or anything, but... I can definitely say like there were moments like I would bring Halim to lunch and the kids would be like, ew, what's that? And feeling kind of like ashamed and, you know, the next couple of, you know, months or whatever, I wouldn't bring Halim for lunch because I just (laughs) felt like I needed, which is so horrible, but like I felt like I needed to like 
make them feel more comfortable. Right. This movie just shows like how how big of dicks white people can be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like the white the white people in this movie are like exactly what white people are like in real life to me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I think all of those experiences that Cal Penn kind of has with yeah. like white people in his life are sure. experiences that if I haven't had directly, I know someone very close to me that has. Sure. 100%. Yeah. 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 Like I think- just people making fun of my name. Yeah. You know how how people are making fun of yeah. his name? Yeah. So many people, cigar, cigar, yeah. cigarettes, gaygar, sage. Yeah. I guess oh, if God. there's that's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long <laughs> way. Like a uh, thing that made me kind of connect with Cal Penn's character, it's um how profound the whole concept of his name is. Yeah. I'm not not saying that my, my name has like a story or like a sentimental um, reason like Gogol's does, but I feel like him trying to kind of, um, uh, kind of push himself away from his name or remove his identity from his name. Mm -hmm. There's definitely been, uh, Hmm. I don't know. I haven't tried to do that, but I've definitely struggled with my name growing mm-hmm. up, yeah. especially in school. Like I remember whenever there would be like a substitute teacher who wasn't familiar with my name and when they would do roll call, I just remember always feeling my heart kind of sink yeah. Um, yeah. because of how they're going to pronounce my right, name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No one's pause they've gotten to your name. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like sometimes people's reactions to the unfamiliar um, inform your lifelong uh, relationship with that. So in, yeah. in like um, Cal Penn's case, Google, right? Yeah. The way people would react to it, even in like the later years of his life, in his married life, he snaps at his um, wife because she brings up something that seems so trivial, right? Right, right. It really, um, it's sometimes these things kind of leave these weird scars that we either work on healing or they just live there forever. Yeah. yeah, So I think that concept of his name is something that I can relate to. And yeah. And probably many people with, with something. But um, yeah, on that note of like your own name, uh, I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but just like, uh, my parents gave me and my brother's names that she thought would help us assimilate better because like she went to college at Oakland University. So she had had this like American education uh, experience, you know, so she knows that like, okay, yeah, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. White people are just like going to have a bunch of questions about like what you wear and the food that you eat and your name and all these things. So she just really wanted to make it easy on us and give us these names. So that's why I'm Sean and uh, Jami, uh, Jamie. Uh, his name could also be Jamie. Samir's <laughs> name could also be Sam. Sam. Uh, yeah. So she just thought. I just love the idea of Jami, of people calling Jami, Jamie. Like, <laughs> and they, they did. All throughout elementary school, he was called Jamie. Really? Yeah. Like, do you think, do you feel like, like, I just can't imagine being called Jamie. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty wild. I feel, like, like, I feel no like, like 
totally a Jamie though. Jamie is totally a Jamie. Yeah. I don't see it. I, Jamie it's is like a Jamie. Soft. I don't see I don't see Jamie. I see Jamie as Jamie. I could never see Jamie as Jamie. <laughs> right. What I was gonna say is that like, you know, despite my parents' best efforts to like give us these names that they thought like kind of towed that line of American and Indian, uh, like white people still found a way to mispronounce them, you know. Uh, Shane Shane. I was Shane, Sha'an, Shan, um, like a whole host. Just they see the color of your skin and then they see the name and they're like, it doesn't yeah. com- compute. Like, But then like even just seeing the name, like Rajiv was saying, like a teacher just seeing it on the roster, like just the double A, that's just like a foreign set of, uh, of letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in like the English language, like you don't see like two A's together. So that really kind of like threw them for a loop. And so yeah. they have no idea how to pronounce it. Um, so it's just like, yeah, like no matter what you do, uh, no matter how hard you try to just like blend into the crowd, uh, despite your best efforts, like your identity is your identity. So like you might as well take pride in it and like find some solace in it and really try to own that and then you know correct people when they are wrong and not try to just say okay it is what it is like whatever pronunciation is easiest on you like that's what that's what's fine with me you know like there's something to be said about like you know really finding it uh, on your own terms and really owning it you know um what this whole movie made me think about was like my experience with my own name yeah. What? Uh, what? How did they? I want to know, uh, uh, Wajia and Anzo, how people um, misread your names mm. or mispronounced your names. So I think um, uh, in Michigan, yeah, in school, a lot of times if people would see a J, they assume it's uh, maybe a Spanish name. Um, really. <laughs> If there's an H in the name, I'm not sure about this because I, I never studied Spanish, but like that wouldn't make any sense. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I got Wahija, Wajiha, um Wahija. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh Wajiha. Did, did they ever flip the J and the H? Just like in their head, oh. they they read it and they're like Wahija. Yes, one hundred percent. That's oh, how. They wow. Yeah, I can see that. School teachers that would really emphasize the H, and that's something that like the Urdu Arabic language we have like an aspirated H, right? So it's like yeah. if you were to put your hand in front of your mouth when you're saying certain words or names like mine, you just hear a little bit. You just feel some air when there's the Wajiha. Right. Yeah. But I would have teachers and professors that would really emphasize that age, and they were like, "Would you ha?" Yeah. Yeah. Things like that, and people's attempts sometimes to pronounce it. Um, I remember there's like a someone starting to say it and pausing, and they started saying "wedgie," and that stuck for like I think that was like a sixth or seventh grade thing. Yeah. My friends, we all just made a joke out of it, but I hated that joke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my, it's just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah I would get um, Unzel a lot. Yeah. Um, fun fact before we met, Santa, <laughs> my name was Unzel. No, no, no. I oh, pronounced it Unzel. Here, here, really? Unzel. Yeah, okay, yeah. so my sister and brother in law thought, yeah, they yeah. thought it was Unzel. 
But I, um, I thought when you uh, were when you said fun fact, I thought you were gonna say Funzel, like people oh, call yeah. you. <laughs> Funzel fact. I, I I had friends at high school who called Funzel me Funzel fact. for sure. That should be your Instagram handle, dude. Funzel I fact. Know, I change it, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, Unzel a lot, and then I remember um, one time my dentist when I was younger was just like. He he didn't believe that my I my parents didn't name me after Rapunzel. And he was like, Oh, you mean Unzel like Rapunzel, you just go by Unzel and I'm like, No. <laughs> and he thought I it was just my nickname what? and my real name was Rapunzel and I was like, No, it's kind of thing. What a but I, I do remember in um one of my like AP English classes in high school, my teacher was talking about how um in German, um so Unzel's actually a common last name in, in Germany. By, or just in the German language, but um, the UN sound is like used a lot in German, in the German language to describe like ugly and like really like negative things. And I remember he was talking about it and my face got so red because he was, I was just like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> but, what yeah. does that mean? Huh? What does Unzel mean? Unzel mean so it's from um Leletoka there. So in Anzel now. So like just the the oh. process of like the Quran coming down. So sending down from Allah or, or heaven. That's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the first thing she ever told me when we first met. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> like sold. Done. At <laughs> Bido dot P says what did you guys think about the twist on arranged marriage working out here? I loved it. Um, well, I don't know if it was quite. A, I don't know if it was I really a twist. I don't think yeah, it was a yeah, twist. That, that's a little harsh to say. Yeah. It's a twist. <laughs> but I, uh, I think there's like that underlying assumption, um, right. especially amongst like the Hollywood Western community, that right. you know people are oppressed in the East. Their marriages are arranged, and uh-huh. they're like they live these very submissive lives and that's another reason why I'm crushing on Tabu's character so hard is because um they when there's that whole scene where there's the proposal that comes in with Irfan Khan and his parents they're all sitting in their living room kind of drinking jai or whatever mm-hmm. um Irfan Khan's parents there's like the screen it just like pans into their faces and they're kind of like asking Tabu these very real um and like I very real questions and I appreciated that coming from yeah. like right. the other side right because usually it's like right. yeah I appreciated it coming from them and they were like um you know how how do you feel about traveling halfway across the world and giving up this and having to deal with this and are you sure you're okay with yeah. that right and um and I think a little bit of that was important to be said because one, it's very real, but yeah. two, um, it's because that's exactly what like I feel like Hollywood and Western media kind of is like, yeah, you know, this this girl is gonna have to go through all these things. But Tabu responds with like this very like taking ownership of this is my decision. He's right. gonna be there. I'm kind of gonna I'm gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I love that like. Yeah. It's, it's like it was like a it was like a mutual choice, and yes, it was arranged, but 
even within arranged marriages, um, of course, there's instances where there's not so much choice, but there generally, as far as I know, um, there is a little bit of choice and autonomy given to the woman who's getting married, right? Exactly. Um, and I like that they showed that. Yeah, the, the, in American media, there is just this like implication um, about South Asian culture in general, but yeah, specifically about arranged marriage, that it's like oppressive, that it's a burden, that it's like uh, misogynist. And, you know, like, yeah, perhaps like in past generations, I mean, certainly, yeah, when like... Uh, there are situations where women don't have autonomy and they are forced into it and their parents just make the whole arrangement. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that is not right. That's problematic. And uh, yeah, that is oppressive. But I feel like for the most part, as far as like the quote unquote arranged marriages that we know of, like mine and Unzel's, like, for example, you know, it's like your parents introduce you to the other person but then it's like you kind of take it from there and then it just becomes like kind of for all intents and purposes, like regular dating, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's no like uh, forcing upon you by your parents. There's no, you know, uh, it's just expectation yeah, it's just like a different way to like meet somebody, you know, so I definitely think it needs like a rebranding, like people don't like really understand what it is. I think they just know what they know from, you know, uh, movies and TV shows and whatever. And then, you know, how would they know any any different? And this movie, like really in a beautiful way showed that like, you know, uh, a relationship can unfold at a normal pace, uh, even if their parents arranged it, you know, and it can still be this very like fruitful, meaningful, beautiful relationship. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, sorry, can I ask a question? I know we're still going. Of course, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Are you gonna ask about the shoes? <laughs> I was gonna ask about the Ooh, shoes. <laughs> I, I guess it. Yeah. Like um, that. Uh, so we're talking about the scene, right, where this proposal comes in, the families are meeting, and she sees his shoes. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. she walks into the living room and she's like admiring them she, she tries, tries them on, them on. Um, and then that scene is in, in in a way replicated after the passing of Irfan Khan's character mm -hmm. um, when Gogol um, you know goes to mend right. things in Cleveland after his father's passing but he tries right. on his shoes yeah and um, they, they keep like going back to like someone trying on Irfan Khan's shoes, trying on Ashok's shoes, whether it was, um, um, what's her name? Ashima? Ashima. Yeah. Ashima before they got married or uh, Gogol after, uh, what's his name again? I just said it out loud. Uh, Ashok's death. What yeah. do you think that was about? I, I, I couldn't figure it out. I, I, I've thought about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, I don't know if there's any deeper symbolism beyond it, what we see. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it just kind of shows that Ashok is like the center of this family. He's this calming uh, patriarch of the family that they all kind of look at as their North Star. And so, you know, uh, Ashima kind of like fitting into his shoes um, is kind of like, yeah, just 
feeling it out, the situation when, when she's having this arranged marriage, uh, Rishta come to her house and, uh, yeah, she finds like comfort in his shoes and, uh, and in his presence, you know, and so does, um, what's his face? Gogol. Uh, Gogol, uh, after his death, he kind of feels like, okay, yeah, my dad like was a protection for me. Uh, he was like a, a sign of comfort for me. He was very like a peaceful presence, you know? So I think they both find that in him. I think the whole family finds that in him. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not sure about, um, I, I, I found the, the scene with Dabu trying on the shoes. I found that to be more of just like a little playful thing, but what Sean right. said, it, it, that actually makes a lot of sense. But from what I saw when Gogol tried on his dad's shoes after he passed, I found that actually very, I mean, I know just like people dealing with death. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a comforting thing. Right. Um, I know. So my baby passed away in February and my mom sent me one of her uh, dupattas that she would always like wear, like a white cotton dupatta that she would read namaz in. And I know like I th- it, it doesn't make sense, but I think just like having that, you know, piece of clothing um, yeah. kind of comforts you in, in a, a way. And then I think also he, um, as a as a child, I know like we all, you know, would wear our parents' shoes or just try <laughs> on our, our my, I, I would wear my dad's shoes sometimes when I was little just to yeah. be funny or just to like see what they would look like. Because like, you know, he's someone that as your father, you look up to so much, you know, when you're exactly. a kid, you want to be just like your dad or, right. you know, you almost idolize everything they do and everything they have and you want it for yourself and you want to wear their clothes and you want to shave when they're shaving and things like that, <laughs> exactly. you know? Yeah. So it's so. kind of it's also it, it kind of showed that Gogol was also he felt like you know I'm just you know his his child and he yeah. had this moment of appreciating his dad and right. wanting to feel like the son or a child. And to that point, he's trying to literally fill his shoes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, I mean, I I really just want to talk about that point in the film because it's like you know where we start to see this. Uh, third act of uh gogo's life where you know before he really grappled with his uh two sides of his identity and was kind of embarrassed of it and on one side but now uh, i feel like that moment of his father dying really sets him off on this totally different trajectory for his life right mm-hmm. um he starts to kind of see his white girlfriend in a different way uh you know sweet and bubbly and kind as she is there is just like this aspect of his life, this like chamber of his heart that she just like truly doesn't never understand. understand yet, right? Like she thinks like, okay, this is all too much, this kind of grief process that your culture is going through and with all these people stuffed in the house and everybody's like wearing white robes and has shaved their heads is maybe too overbearing for you. I know you, you, you maybe are a little bit more like, American than this. Let's like escape. Let's get out of here, and I'll take care of you. And yeah, yeah. stock of things, and is like, you know, no, like this uh, experience has made me realize like how underappreciated my dad was, and how like uh, little I I I respected him or or held him on the pedestal that I should have. Um, so let me at least try to respect him and pay him the homage and the honor that he's due now in this part of my life you know i don't want to get away from this i want to run towards it you know exactly Um, so that like sets him on this whole journey of going to india and like uh 
putting his ashes in the Ganges. And then, yeah, maybe even sets him on the path of like being more attracted and open to like uh, dating that Indian girl from his past, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, just like this whole section of the film was like so, so interesting to me in terms of him just being uh, uh, stopped in his tracks by his father's death and then like totally kind of changing his life around and, and the things that right. he of course the whole of his life. Yeah. His whole priorities like completely change at that point. Yeah. I, I found it really, uh, uh, in- interesting how, and this is like, I feel like this is a white person thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he specifically told his white girlfriend, you know, like when we go to my house, you know, don't, don't, don't like try to hold my hand. Don't be cuddly. Uh, don't, cuss or whatever it was you know don't try to kiss me or whatever and um and she tried to do all of the above yeah and uh, and it's almost like she she deliberately deliberately tried to do it uh because she just doesn't care right yeah 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 what what do we make of that like uh yeah is she just like thinking oh like parents will be parents like whatever um, yeah, like, or, like or he's, gonna, he's, gonna come, he's gonna be mine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's fine. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of like, um, where she's like, okay, he's worried about this. It's really not a big deal. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think that that um, that mentality we see it, you know, pretty rampant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amongst white communities, where there's this idea of like, no, 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 we've been living this way. Um, it's not a big deal to show affection. It sounds like a terrible way to, and, and she says that to him at one point where he's describing mm-hmm. um, his parents, right? She's like, oh gosh, it sounds awful or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to that and I was like, well, what you don't see is like, you may not see, um, you know, the two characters, um, Ashima and Ashok holding hands in public. Right. Uh, in fact, there's like a scene where they they are holding their hand in yeah. uh, on their trip to India, and like their son walks up to them, and Irfan Khan yeah. like slides his hand. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought that was so funny. But but what I like m- to my point about like how some of these things because they're not seen, I feel like they can't be um, absorbed or understood by like you know, like a white audience sometimes. Right. It's because that glance, like all the unspoken exchange and the glances that they share is really powerful. And I think a lot of that is the essence of like Eastern affection, right? There's so yeah. much than just a glance. Yeah. Um, right. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that it really does show that like, okay, in, in Eastern culture, like we may not be uh, historically as like, uh, outwardly showing these publicly public displays of affection right. uh, as people do in Western culture. But that doesn't mean that like our relationships and our love is like any less meaningful or real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Ashok and Ashima still like love each other very deeply. And it's like perhaps like one of the most like romantic love stories I've ever seen on screen, even if they're not like, you know, showing PDA all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At uh, Mo Kwai says, will there ever be a true, good first generation Desi story? And this, and is this a contender? 
Um, I definitely think this is a contender if there is, if, you know, we want to say a true good first generation story. But I definitely think there are several. You yeah. Know, like, sure. I loved, I loved American Daisy. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't even put this in the same bracket as that. I feel like no, yeah. Th- this question is uh, is p- putting us in in one box. Um, when I think there, there's like so many different boxes that can be checked off when it comes to our stories, and uh, and yeah, I hope to see like a hundred more movies like this in yeah, the next totally. decade. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I definitely think, like, this is the best of what we have seen and, like, the most authentic and the most, like, um, I don't know, just kind of uh, has this real breadth and depth to it in terms of the different experiences that a child of uh, immigrants goes through um, that we have never seen before. So, yeah, this is definitely, like, canonized for me in that sense. Uh, American Daisy also like has very meaningful moments as well. Also has like several times throughout the movie that I, I see myself in it and, and I resonate with, uh, but yeah, to your point, I think like we have many more stories to be told from this point of view for sure. You know? Um, yeah, I wish there were more stories like this. I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, this came out how long ago? Uh, 2007. 13 years ago. Yeah, and you know, I I will say I did it did cross my mind why there weren't more movies that you know really resonated with us sure. as much as this one did. Right. Um. But I'm hoping, yeah, you know, in the in the future, there'll be more stories like this that our our children and our grandchildren yeah. can can grow up with and and really resonate with. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think like uh, we are getting there with like baby steps, just with like, you know, I'll. Be the first to say this, like, yeah, uh, the big sick, you know, like, even if I don't see 100% my story in there, like, that is part of this realm, you know, that is part of uh, people who experience this. Um, Also, Rami, to a certain extent. Also, never have I ever, you know, like, there's different representations every day popping up. And we're getting more of a, a complete picture of like, what people have experienced. Yeah. Um, at Alta or uh, at Altaf Man says, "How underappreciated was Cal Penn's performance? I thought he was brilliant. Uh, I thought he was really, 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 really good in this movie. But there was this one scene that I was like, ooh, come on, this is too much. What? Uh, it was the scene where he finds out his uh, his wife is having an affair. Oh yeah, and then like, yeah, I just don't think I could see Cal Penn angry." Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he does a good angry performance. Yeah. Um yeah, that was a little uh much too, where he just like kinda grabs her and like turns her around really forcefully. Yeah, um, that kinda was awkward to see. Yeah. Huh? It was really awkward to watch that. Yeah. Um I mean overall, yeah, I, I don't know if I like you know, um would have thought that Cal Penn had this kind of performance overall in him. And I was really impressed and, you know, taken aback by uh, the places that he was able to go here. But at the time, at the same time, I was talking to Anzal about this, that like um, in 2007, he was maybe like ostensibly the only Indian American actor 
who is like at a certain caliber that like would have been thought of to play this role. But now, 13 years later, there's like several more people that like would have been a top contender as well. You know, like I feel like if this movie's made today, like it goes to Dave Patel. Um, but like, yeah, there's like other people that would have gone up for it. Like you and I would have probably auditioned for this if it was being made now, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, I thought he did like a really solid job here. Totally. Yeah, he was great. Um, uh, let's see. We have uh, one last question. At uh, Sri underscore Meghala says, what happened to Cal Penn? Cal Penn's doing great. Yeah. I mean, he did like work for the Obama administration for like several years. Yeah. And now he has a show, Sunnyside. Yeah. And Mira Royal Detective. And he's in, like, um, random dramas, like, all the time. I feel like he's always in a random network drama. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing fine. I, yeah. I'm not worried about him. I don't, I, don't, I don't think about what happened to Cal Penn. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For some new faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told Sean, I was like, Cal Penn walked so Sean Begg and Sadr Sheikh can run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, he did. He did. Yeah. He, he set the tone. He paved the way for all of us. Yeah. Uh, how how would a white person say this title? Um, <laughs> I would say they would think it's a Japanese movie and they would call it the Namisake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say that yeah. sounds right. Or that I was going right. to say because they probably, I mean, with the, the album you know, cover and everything and who's in it, they would assume it's an Indian film and they would say something like Namisake, like, like a... They would like probably nam- be like namaste, but like namaste, namaste, oh, yeah. namaste or something. <laughs> namaste, yeah. I will say they'd probably say the namisiki. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the most common way that a white person would probably say it is the namesake, maybe. <laughs> oh, like they? You think they would mess it up? <laughs> that's probably right. That's on. probably right. She's right. <laughs> Closest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Let's rate this movie one to ten to shoes. A hot damn. I'm going to go 9.9. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say 9.5. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. I'll say 9.3 to shoes for sure. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll go 9.5 only because the sister's character was just kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I'm tempted I, to I like. Agree. I'm tempted to read the book because I bet like there's much more of a three dimensional yeah. uh, construction yeah. of that character in the book. You know? Yeah. Uh, let's get to our final thoughts. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Um, well, I I thought this film was shot like art, which I really appreciated. Like they mm-hmm. focused on scenes. Um, like for example, even that intimacy scene that you don't see, um, you don't see Bollywood generally delve into that level of intimacy, right? Um, because this was kind of a crossover film appealing to different audiences. They, I feel like they did scenes like that really well, where they right. true to, um, you know, using the art form as a way to tell a right. story. Um, 
That being yeah. said, that intimacy scene was awkward as hell. It felt like I walked in <laughs> on my parents. I was like, hell yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. I didn't think that they were going to like go that far. <laughs> they went pretty far. Yeah. yeah. I don't I know about like, y'all. I like that shit, man. That's the kind of shit I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like they would stop at the hands kind of intertwining, no. uh, which I thought was so beautiful. Like her hand with like the like it was a, on That it. hand shot was a very beautiful shot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I wish they stopped there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I never want to see Irfan Khan and Tabu kiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I never would have thought I'd see an Irfan Khan sex scene, but like I have, you know. Yeah, hey. I have. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's my final thought. I just felt like it was shot beautifully. Yeah, yeah. There's some really good scenes. Yeah, my final thought. Uh, yo, don't ever stop talking to your parents. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, on that, I, I, you know, I felt the same way. I think after watching this movie, it just made me want to like. I mean, all Sean knows, I talk to my parents like three times a day already, but it just made me want to like see them even more. I, I think especially being in quarantine and everything. But yeah. um, Make, Start making it five. Move it, move it to five. <laughs> Call them after every prayer. I know, right? Yeah, there you go. I think it, I think it just, yeah, made me, uh, yeah, of course, appreciate my parents. And then also just like appreciate their relationship more too, because obviously, I mean, my parents they met in America or they were introduced, they ha- they were introduced in America. Um, so it, it's a little different. They didn't, they both did move in their like teenage years, but I think just appreciate their journey and then their relationship together and how, you know, difficult it must have been for my mom and um, how, how much I appreciate my dad and how much he comforted her during that time and, and all of that. So, yeah. 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 I will say on that note, like, yeah, if your parents are telling you stories, like really try to soak them in and remember them because yeah, no one else is going to be able to tell them, you know. So right. if even if they are like sometimes long and meandering and and fabricated, there's a couple of in there, <laughs> a couple of like dispersed throughout. <laughs> Like, yeah, just really take the time to, like, appreciate them and, uh, yeah, just listen to any stories that they have specifically about, like, their childhood or growing up or... Anza, I feel like every time I talk to you, you've downloaded a little bit more of Sean firmware. I know. I honestly have just become Sean. We're we're pretty much the same person at this point. I surprise myself sometimes. <laughs> But yeah, no, I agree. I think my dad also, he, um, after his dad passed away, he uh, started writing. He he would talk to his mom and then he would talk to his relatives in Pakistan and India and kind of, um, he started typing out their stories so that, you know, we had, we had um, something that we could look at, you know, when my, my grandparents pass and, you know, in the future for our grandchildren to read. So I think that's important just to Soak in as much as you can. Yeah, just preserve history. Read your parents' stories. Learn your grandparents' stories. Right. Um, because we all struggle, and we all should appreciate our families and, and their struggles. Yeah. And on that note, we leave you. <laughs>
Bye. Just like, just like that. Another Bollywood Boys episode comes to an end. Find us on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, GeoSavin, and Ruckus Radio. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fantastic. I, I think one take is all you need. Where is